Uh, let's bring in Craig Button, our TSN hockey uh, analyst, uh, and he's out in. Are you out in Halifax now? Like, have you made it out there, Craig? Uh, I was out in Moncton, AB, and uh, I returned to uh, Calgary uh, yesterday. I'm going back to Moncton on uh, Christmas Day for the beginning of the World Junior Tournament, but uh, it's only about minus 45 here in uh, Calgary. Snow, snow coming down. Uh, I would tell you this: uh, if, if you, <coughs> excuse me, if you've never experienced uh, that type of cold. You can't you can't go out very long, and I know that the storm is whipping through <coughs> whipping through eastern Canada and certainly through Ontario and Toronto. So that's what we get when we live in the northern hemisphere and December yeah. rolls around. Yeah, it's not my favorite. I'll tell you that I'm not a big. Uh, I know you're a big you know cross country ski guy. Get out on the slopes. Not my thing. I'm much more of a California you know, sun type of guy, but it is what it is. And uh, the one thing that I do love about Christmas time and that I love about the holidays and the snow and December and the cold weather is the fact that it usually coincides with the World Juniors, which is uh, what you'll be uh, embarking on over the next couple of weeks. Uh, There's a pre-tournament game tonight against Finland. But when you look at Canada and and, and how they've fared so far in in prelim games, um, Gord Miller has said that this team looks as good as any that they've seen in the last decade. Uh, what do you make of some of the comparables that this team has been getting to, you know, that team back in 2005 with Crosby and Getzlaff and Bergeron and company? Can they live up to that hype that they're receiving right now? Well, you know, A.B., I, I, I think what we'll find out is if they can live up to the hype. When you look at the team on paper, and, and, and it's great, we do this all the time, and we, we assess the team and how good it looks and what they're capable of doing, and you know, when you look at every area of the team, uh, the, from the net to the blue line to the forward group, it looks like a, uh, a group that can have massive success. And, you know, I, you know, Gord has covered uh, so many World Junior tournaments, so he's not throwing that out by accident. It's not hyperbole. It's something where he really uh, had, sees a team and, and, and a group of players that uh, can overwhelm opponents, quite frankly. And they can do it in different ways. You know, there's... They have they have a size element, they have a skill element, they have a speed element, and, and that goes from their blue liners right to their forward group. But you know they're not going to have to rely uh, on on one line or uh, the, the, somebody or a couple of players to score. I mean, you you look at that team, and you know your top six, bottom six, BS is what I tell you. They got they, they got they got thirteen forwards that can contribute offensively. Thirteen forwards. Like if I just look at their first three lines, you know, the you got one centered by Shane Wright, and and I mean he 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 is really good. You got another line centered by uh, uh, Nathan Gauthier, and then you know people were, were were kind of waiting to see how the Stan Colvin, Fantilli, and and Gunther line was going to do. I mean that's three lines with high high end offensive ability. And then I go what I what I'm what I've started to try to get going here is what I call the 100 percent beef. Or some, which is which is Doc Bankier, uh, uh, Doc Bankier, Reed uh, Shaver, and Stopchuck. I mean, so I, I just think they can wear. And then you got defensemen that are great skaters, great puck movers. And to me, you, you look at a team that like I don't see anybody. And, and this is before the tournament started. I don't see anybody that can touch them. So when Gord makes that comment, I'm in full agreement with him. Craig, it's it's Jonas. It's a pleasure to talk to you as always. 
do you know, Jonas, I just wanted to say this too. You know, A.B.'s talking about, he was just on a cruise. You know, he was on a cruise. <laughs> like, basking, basking in the, it, like, he was on a and cruise. And now I'm back to this. Now I'm back to this weather, Craig. It's, Jonas, it's, it's he's, absurd. He's on a cruise. He's on a cruise. <laughs> He's not built like we are, Craig. He's not. He's soft. <laughs> it's true. I'll admit it. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm definitely a, a teddy bear when it comes to comes to the snow, but not a polar bear. <laughs> Good to talk to you, Jonas. Well, so Craig, I wanted to ask you about Bedard. Obviously, he's kind of the star attraction. And I was watching the other day. I was watching that first game. And maybe it's because he's wearing 16, maybe it's because he's a right shot, but I was like, man, this guy looks like a bit, I know he's more of a goal scorer, but I was thinking like, man, this guy kind of looks like Marner. Who is he supposed to kind of play like, be like, uh, in your mind? Well, you know, when you, let's keep in mind, Jonas, right, if you watch Mitch Marner every single game, I mean, we're talking about the first team all-star right wing. There's nothing wrong with comparing somebody to that elite level player. And certainly, I, 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 I certainly see, a, a lot of things that Connor does that, you know, evokes the images of Mitch Marner. I mean, even that play he made in that first game where he, he passes that puck on the back end to Shane Wright, who will yeah. never get an e- he, he won't get an easier goal in, in, in hockey than the one he got that night. But you, you talk about creativity, imagination, the ability to maneuver in tight spaces. That's Mitch Marner. And certainly Connor has all of those qualities. And, and, and you nailed it. He, 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 he's got more of a goal-scoring quality than Mitch, but the impact that, that Mitch has on the game and the, and the impact that Connor has on the game, it's at a high, high level, and it's significant. So, you know, when you're looking at, 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 at comparing a player and a style of player, I, I, I think there is a lot of Marner-esque qualities in Connor Bedard's game. The, the, the interesting thing for me, he's Canada's best player. It's full stop. Now... You think about, wait a sec, he turns 18 next July. We talk about, oh, a draft-eligible player made the team. Oh, how good is that? Oh, that's pretty impressive, right? And you think about, oh, boy, that's, uh, you know, he's their best player. He's their prominent guy. He's already played in one World Junior after just turning 17 and was excellent. There has not been anything I've seen Connor Bedard perform in at any level, internationally, in the league, anywhere, where he hasn't been the best player. And I don't think it's going to be any different at this World Junior Tournament. And that, to me, is like it's unprecedented. Like for a, a, a young player in his draft, you're 17 years old, to not only be the headliner, but to be the best player. And I don't think he's going to disappoint in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm waiting on FanDuel to post the uh, the, the prop odds for what Bedard's going to do in this tournament, but I'm I'm hammering all the overs because. I think he's just going to absolutely light it up over the next couple of weeks. I'm curious, yeah. though, about Shane Wright and, and what you think the expectation should be for what Shane Wright could do in this tournament. Well, you know, I think it's a great opportunity for Shane to, to, to get into a level of competition where, you know, he can, he, he can test himself. You know, when you, you know, you go to the NHL, he was trying to find his game. He wasn't getting an opportunity. You know, I saw him. I saw him play his first two games in the American Hockey League against Calgary, and he, he, he scored three goals in those two games. He, he, he looked a lot more confident. His puck play was really good. I saw him score his first NHL goal. We were doing the Montreal game, and he, and he looked, again, like a player that just, you know, was finding his game. 
And, and Gordon Miller said this uh, the other day. He said, it looks like he's having fun playing again. Not, not that not, he's not, not, not that he wasn't happy or anything, but like, you know, that, that, that joy and the happiness of playing to, to, to your standards, to your standards. And, and, and I think that for Shane now, you know, he's the captain, and, and that's not by accident. I mean, he's been a leader in this age group. And the players are mostly a year older than him, but, but he's been a real key leader uh, in, uh, at the U18 tournament. And uh, him going now and just being able to go and play, and play in a, in a, in a best-on-best and, and be able to do the things that he wants to do, I think it's really significant. And, and I, I was worried. I'll be honest with you guys. I was worried because – like, you know, all signs were pointing to him going to the world junior team and being loaned to them. But I was worried that he's not playing in the NHL. You know, that world junior tournament, you put you in a spotlight. What's going to happen if he isn't playing and hasn't found some elements of his game? Well, the two-week conditioning he's in the American Hockey League and then his one game back and scoring his first NHL goal, I, I think really got him into, into a playing state that's going to allow him to go there and be a, a, be a really significant player for Team Canada. I don't think there's any doubt he's going to be a significant player for them. And I think, by extension, not only is that going to help Shane and really help him gain that level of confidence in his game, when he returns to the, to the NHL, if that's where he returns to, I think he's going to return with a renewed sense of belonging. And it's one thing to be the fourth overall pick and a first-round draft pick and think he can play, but you got to have that sense of belonging, and I think that Shane is on that path. Well, Craig, what do you think teams should do with guys like him? Because I'm just looking at the youngest players to play in the league this year, and it's like him and Slavkovsky are just kind of like in their own bracket. And it's like, well, where is the right place for him? Like, what, what would you do in a situation like this with someone as young as he is but with the potential that he has? So, so Jones, I, I believe that like the NHL can be unforgiving. It's the yeah. best league on the planet. And you're playing against old. Uri and Shane have never played against players older than, this much older than them. I know people say the Olympics. Okay, well, the Olympics is not the level of the NHL. But you know, so like if, if you're playing, I don't want to see players get overwhelmed. I think that that is not never helpful. You know, you want to see players, and, and players get overwhelmed differently. They get overwhelmed physically. They get overwhelmed because they're not ready. They get overwhelmed confidence-wise. They just don't feel that they're ready to do that. So that's one of the things I look for, are players getting overwhelmed. So if they're not, and you want to keep them there, and you're putting them in spots where they can, you know, continue to grow their game, I, I think that, you know, that becomes, for me, acceptable. Is it, is it right? I don't know. My philosophy is real simple, Jonathan. I don't know if it's simple, but I think it's simple. I want players to continue to play in environments where they can dominate, where they can build their game while they're physically maturing and emotionally maturing and mentally maturing. And you just brought up Mitch Marner, and, 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 I've, and I've used Mitch Marner as an example. He was the fourth overall pick. He went back to London, and he played every single situation. He played tons. That team won everything, including the Memorial Cup, and then he stepped right into the NHL. And significant for his development, because he became a dominant player. And now what you see in Mitch Marner is a dominant player. If I'm drafting somebody that I think can, you know, impact my team significantly, that's the development path I want them on. The NHL is not about development. The NHL is about can you hold your own. Some players can, some players can tread water and hold it on. I don't think it's the right thing. For me, Shane Wright would be back in junior hockey. 
And Yuri Slavkovsky would be back in Europe because I've seen way too many examples of players being put in the NHL. And, and, and Jonas, let's go back. 2015, Curtis Lazar, who arguably, he was the captain of that team, arguably one of the best offensive players in his age group in Canada at 15. He won a Memorial Cup, and, 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 they, and no, Ottawa had to have him at 19. Had to have him at 19. Then they turn him into a checker. Then he goes there, then at 20, he's a checker. He's moving further and further away from yeah. his scoring. And then in his third year, oh, we're going to send him down to the minors to help him find his offensive game. Too late. Too late. You made a mistake. NHL teams fail players more than players fail on their own. That's my rant. It's Festivus today. I'm airing a grievance. I'm airing a grievance. <laughs> well, Craig, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I I just was, as you were speaking, I was thinking to the situation here locally, and, and one of the things that I was contemplating a lot as the season was rolling along with Nick Robertson, I was thinking, like, man, like, I don't know what the right move is with this guy. Like, he's still really young. He's He was struggling before the injury. He, he had played, obviously, pretty well in the AHL. Like, I don't know what you're supposed to do with guys who are kind of right in between like that. Do you have any feeling on that? Was he in between? Was he, he no, I, I guess he wasn't in between. He, yeah, he, maybe he not. He dominated the American and the, and the Maple Leafs failed him a couple of years ago when they didn't send him to the U.S. junior team. They failed him. That's the best-on-best best tournament that helps you build confidence. There's another example of being failed. They should have sent him there. Oh, no, we've got to keep him around. Keep him around for what? Keep him around for what? No, go test yourself in games and best-on-best competition. Nick Robertson has never dominated the American Hockey League. Dominated the OHL. You know what? So he's not in between. Get him down to the American Hockey League and play and dominate. We're chatting with uh, Craig Butner, TSN hockey analyst. I guess we'll we'll keep on the lead. And and A.B., feats of strength are coming up. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Festivus. The son, do you know what Festivus is, don't you, A.B.? Festivus for the rest of us? Yeah. It's oh, yeah. Did you watch Seinfeld, A.B.? I've, I've seen Seinfeld. Of course I've seen Seinfeld. Who doesn't watch Seinfeld? Well, I think O'Dog Jonas, actually does. Fill him in. But... Fill him in. Anyway, so <laughs> Festivus is the area of grievances, and then you have the feats of strength. I was just kind of playing on that. but There it is. Uh, with Craig Putt, DSN hockey analyst. Uh, well, at least you know win last night against, uh, or yesterday afternoon rather, against the, the the Philadelphia Flyers, going into the holiday season on a high. Um, we were just talking about Mitch Marner and the fact that he's a first team, uh, you know, All Star right winger the last couple of seasons, but he just seems to keep elevating his game and almost getting better and better and better. Like what we've seen from him this year has been incredible. Like what can you say about like the level of of High IQ that Mitch Marner, um, you know, possesses on a on a night in night out basis. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think that that's what it is. You know, obviously Mitch is, is an excellent skater and handles the puck very well. But his ability to to think through the game and think through the different challenges and learn. And learn, I mean, Mitch learns shift to shift. He learns, you know, what how, how players are playing against them. That's part of the mature, the, the maturing process for a young player. And, and Mitch is still a young player. But, you know, people are always going to be looking at ways to try to defend you. And because Mitch is so exceptionally smart that he, he understands what you're trying to do against him, and then he goes, okay, that's great. I understand what you're doing. Now I'm going I'm to solve that challenge. And, and he, it's, it, it's fascinating to watch players that are that smart continuously beat 
what opponents are trying to do. Because make no mistake about it, A.B., every game that Mitch Marner is playing against the team, the whiteboard in the dressing room, they circle 16. And they say, keep an eye on him. Watch for the way he turns and going to make a pass on the backhand. And they're trying to take away some of his strengths. Well, Mitch has so many strengths in, 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 in his arsenal that, like, you take one away, and he goes, okay, that's great. I, I got another uh, uh, tool here that I can use. And, and that's what brilliant players have. And that's why, you know, despite, uh, you know, Mitch Marner, you, you know, being checked closely, watched closely, he continues to excel. Because he, he, he sees the whole landscape of what's confronting him. And, and you know, it's, it's no different. He knows where the speed bumps are. He knows where the open lanes are. He knows where the ditch is. And, and, and he manages the whole thing in real time and as the game is moving along at such incredible pace. And that's not slipping at all. I mean, I mean Mitch is a superstar. I mean, let, 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 let's call it what it is. He's a superstar. Well, and Craig, you saw him, obviously, from the start going back to London. I was writing uh, like a month ago. I was trying to figure out like who is exactly like him in the NHL today, and I couldn't really find a, a comparable. I, uh, Ray Ferraro uh, brought up to someone, I think, on his podcast with Dregs, Pavel Datsuk. Like, is there anyone he reminds you of? I remember when he was coming out, people kept comparing him to Patrick Kane, but I don't like really see that. Like, is there anyone who comes to mind for you? You, you, you know what's interesting is is, 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 is he's got different elements. You, you know, yeah. we were just talking about about Connor Bedard, right? And like he's got he's got that great shot, but he's got some out. He's got some Marner esque qualities. But 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 I think Mitch has some of those qualities that Patrick Kane has. He has some of those qualities that Pavel Datsuk has. And I think about Pavel Datsuk with respect to Mitch, the way he plays without the puck, how how well he anticipates, how how good he is at stripping you of the puck. Yeah. I don't think Mitch Marner gets enough credit for how, how good he is at, 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 at you had the puck and all of a sudden he has the puck. That's what Pavel yeah. Datsuk did so well. We know that Patrick Kane is a magician with the puck, so is Mitch Marner. So you have these different elements that I think, and, and I think that that's what kind of makes it, what, what it makes him unique, because there's not just one player that I think Mitch had, had, has qualities that remind you of that player. He, 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 it's like he picks the best of this player and the best of that player and the best of this player to make the best Mitch Marner. And that, and that in and of itself is, is just another example of how impressive he is. And, you know, like, you know, one of the things, and just quickly back to, you know, him, when he went back to junior, and people say, no, you can't go back to junior. Oh, you're, he's done everything. There's lots you can learn back in junior. And he played for Dale Hunter, who's an excellent coach. And Dale had him killing penalties and had him playing center ice and had him playing different situations. Mark Hunter, you know very well Jonas, and was the mm-hmm. former uh, assistant GM of, of London. You, you know what Mark told me once? He goes, actually, he goes, we play those kids so much in London. He goes, the, you know, they're going to get less ice time per shift in, in the NHL. It might be easier for them to go from London to the NHL because of how we use them and get them playing so many minutes. Now they just got to manage less minutes. So there's all kinds of development aspects to going back to junior. And, and again, here's my, here's my second grievance of the day. Second grievance, okay? <laughs> People that tell me you can't learn anything by going back to junior. Yes, you can. <laughs> You've sold me. I'm with you. Before you go, Nick, can we cue this up? I wasn't on the show last week, but there was, uh, there was quite the, we'll call it a sing-along, 
that was uh, that was had. I, I want to play it for Jonas, and I need to comment on this. But uh, Luca Celebre was co-hosting in your seat, Jonas, and this is how Craig decided to uh, to enter the chat. Luca, baby. Just slip a sable <laughs> under the tree for me. And that's what we ended up turning it into, the song itself, which I thought was hilarious. So I wanted to play that for you, uh, Craig. Hopefully you appreciate that, but that was hilarious, uh, getting into the festive spirit last week. I, I do appreciate it, and Steph had sent me the clip, and I was laughing and everything. I mean, it was one of those things when Luca was on. I said, hey, it is Christmas. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the holiday season, you know, with our – family and our friends and our loved ones and everything it, it, it really is a special time and you know on a on a day when travel is uh disrupting some people's plans you yeah. know what maybe, maybe you can't get to where you want to get to today be patient and just enjoy uh everybody in your life and uh you know one of the things that you, we all can do be patient with one another and be kind to one another Absolutely, Craig. Absolutely. Appreciate the time, as always. Uh, have a wonderful holidays with uh, you and the family, and get out to uh, Halifax safe and sound, pal. Yeah, thank you. And best of the holidays to you and Jonas and everybody there. Love being part of the show every Thursday, so thanks for having me. Oh, we love you too, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Thanks. There he goes. Craig Button, TSN hockey analyst, and uh, we'll probably...